This is an exciting episode for us. Our guests today are Rishi Maharaj, Glenn Fisher, and Jean Stockoff. They have all served different roles during their extensive careers, but the reason why this is such an exciting episode is because they are the chapter's most recent presidents. Jean was president between 2018 and 2020, Glenn served between 2020 and 2021, and Rishi is our current chapter president. Welcome, and thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Leslie. All right. Well, first, I would be remiss if it, if I did not ask you about Infocon, considering that it was only two weeks ago when we all met in Nashville, Tennessee. So, what were your impressions? Well, I, I thought I, I thought it was um, you know at the risk of sounding um, you know just boring. I, I thought it was a, it was a great conference. Um, I thought um, the association did a lot of good things in fixing some of the stuff that was broken uh, in 2019, like. Uh, Anybody who was there at the same place at the Gaylord uh, in Nashville in 2019, you, you might recall the uh, the registration disaster, <laughs> you know, that uh, happened then, and that was all done away with. It seems like they've really done um, some good work with logistics and, you know, uh, you know, just uh, conference planning. Um, I also thought the keynotes were great. It was really nice to see um, Microsoft make a big appearance, kind of as a as a sponsor and also as a participant. Uh, in the information governance narrative, they're an important party. They, you know, a big company like them needs to be there, right? Either them or Google or uh, Amazon. They're they're so in, or IBM. Uh, they're so involved in the uh, you know in in the information management space, and um, they're such a big player. And it's nice to see them there. Um, so overall, I was very impressed. And I love the you know I love the Gaylord and I love Nashville. Um, it was a great time. All all of the social stuff that you would expect from conferences that that um, you know it was not lacking. I think um, just just to echo that, I, I was there in 2019, and I felt like it was like a coming full circle experience to be able to go back after that period of being separated from one another, and to be able to really connect with people again and see them face to face, and and um, and and reconnect with people that you hadn't seen, you know, in, in quite a long time. So just the networking and the social part of it was um, very valuable and, and beneficial, I think, as a as an industry, you know, and as a as a community coming together again. Yeah. Yeah, I think me personally, I mean, the content's always there, whether it's in person or virtual, um, but it was really being able to connect with people, not just from New York or across the U.S., but from other countries as well. So um, I, I appreciated that part, and I made a lot of good connections that also will help the chapter later on, so which I think is good. Yeah, I this is my first InfoCon, and... I guess technically my second conference, I usually go to Legal Week, um, but I personally enjoyed it and I'm genuinely very curious. Is it always that much fun? I feel like we have too much fun almost. Uh, the networking events and the social aspect of it was like incredible. I couldn't believe it, how much fun I was having. Yeah, I think that's, I, I've been to a few conferences. I think that's kind of the, uh, you know, the, the subtext that I guess people don't want to publicize too much, but l let's face it, like we all work hard during the year and the conference is one of those times where, you know, vendors throw big parties and you go out there and you can stay out late and you can hang out with friends, who, you know, uh, and, you know, colleagues and associates that maybe you haven't seen in a long time. And that, that's, a, that's a part of it, uh, for sure. So, yeah, or you can make new ones or you too. Can make, exactly, yeah. Yeah, make new ones. So that is a, that's a part of it. And, um, yeah, like I guess we all agree that uh, Infocon 22 didn't let us down. Yeah. And the venue is great because you can you can do stuff on site or you can easily go off site and there's transportation and yeah. it's yeah that made it very conducive for that. Yeah. 
All right, thank you everyone for sharing, but let's jump in. So just so our listeners are aware, right before we started recording, I asked our guests to write down in a piece of paper a word that they would use to describe the essence or the vibe of the New York City Arma chapter during their leadership. I don't know what they wrote down, and they don't know what the other guests wrote down. I'm curious, I'd like to see if we can identify any trends or any major changes over the, over the years. So, Gene, why don't you start? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna show this to you because I, I told Leslie I even drew a little picture. There is a so. little picture. <laughs> Very, you're an artist. Yes, clear, clearly. I mean, that right there is evidence of my, my amazing art talent. So, yeah, what I wrote is the the caterpillar begins its transformation. Um, you know, we've. My presidency was in the in the midst of the uh, you know the COVID pandemic, which I guess you know we'll, we'll talk about unpack it a little bit more. But um, there are certain things that we had been kind of flirting with as a chapter, as far as uh, enabling you know remote sessions and remote education and things like that, and even some of the work we did with the app. And um, the we all knew that it would it was going to happen at some point, just like you kind of know that the caterpillar becomes you know undergoes its transformation mm-hmm. at some point. But that was that was the beginning of it. That's the uh, you know the, I guess the, the chrysalis, right, or the uh, whatever caterpillar starts to become a butterfly. Um, so that's that's what I would say in my channeling my uh, my inner poet, an artist apparently. We'll talk about this more, yeah, um, later on. But for, I want to hear what Glenn's word or um, phrase is first. Yeah, just one word. Uh, I wrote down connection because I sort of came into it on the heel of the pandemic, you know, Gene was there when when the pandemic hit. And then um, I think people were really struggling with feeling isolated at that point. And so um, the the main focus was on how can we make people feel connected, you know, and doing that through a digital um, campus, almost, if you will, you know, having um, educational content, um, all virtual. So that that's what comes to terms, comes to mind for me this connection yeah so I'm saying that um, obviously we're all affected by COVID and we were all kind of or you guys were president around the time before after if we can even say that we're after at this point uh, but uh, yeah I'm curious Rishi since you were the technically the last in the sequence last and current so <laughs> um, yeah I mean so for me I didn't really come with a word it was more of a phrase I, I mean not just for the members of the board but uh, just members membership in general um, I think of it as more of a, like a collective group of individuals that's working together for the betterment of the industry. Um, yeah, again, it's with connections, the connections we make, and, and then, like what Jean said, um, just using technology to get that, to get us still connected, so to speak, so. Yeah, it's curious to see what you guys kind of take away from your leadership role and like during your time there. Um, but Eugene, you, um, I guess you, you touched on this briefly and it kind of comes circle almost but you started your presidency right before around the time COVID upended all of our lives um, I just want to know if uh, what stands out to you the most um, in the context of the chapter and is there anything you think we took for granted at the time yeah I mean you know um, of course there's a lot of things we, we all took for granted right and speaking speaking like a uh, speaking as a human uh, right as an American as a New Yorker as a human there's a lot of things we, we realized we took for granted, right? The ability to hang out with people and, and you know, to, to rub your eyes with uh, impunity and, you know, to, to walk around without, you know, having you know, masks in your in your back pocket and all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, living in a world that's pan- that hadn't seen really a, a pandemic in our lifetime. So 
we took a lot of that for granted, and we knew what, what it was like on the other side of it uh, shortly afterwards. Um, you know, obviously, as, as a chapter, of course, we have our, our value proposition as a chapter had always been that we are offering you the social experience, right, that of a nameless, perhaps, you know, amorphous association that's out there in, somewhere in Kansas. And here we are, a real chapter full of live people, and you can come hang out and discuss information governance and, and records management. And, you know, you can have dinner and have drinks and meet people. And that's been our value proposition as, as you know, the Metro New York City chapter and being blessed being in New York, you know, with the, the, the proliferation of bars and, you know, and venues that we have available to us. And then that whole value prop was kind of flipped on its head uh, almost overnight. Like, we, all of a sudden, we, we're no longer that place where you can go and have that, you know, sort of personal contact. And uh, so, you know, taking that for granted and how do we how do we reinvent ourselves? Um, so, and yeah, and as far as what stands out, that night, you know, the um, obviously New York was kind of the epicenter of, of the pandemic and when it hit the United States. Um, our flagship conference, um, Confirm, was uh, on the eve of I think it was the eve or maybe two days before New York had actually shut down and like all the sporting leagues announced that they were they were stopping and you know um, that that I still have nightmares about that talk about you know like uh, make, making an impression that made a, a tremendous impression because um, you know it's one thing you think about becoming the president of a big chapter like Armin you think about all the contingencies and all the things that you know your predecessors tell you about and uh, you know my predecessor Mary Sherwin did a great job in preparing me and you know um, giving me direction on, on contracts and things like that but you know these ideas of like you know um, rupturing con contractual relationships and force majeure and all that kind of stuff that's just something that's in the back of your mind and then all of a sudden like it's it's right here on your doorstep like this is actually happening and what do we do right do we break our contract with the venue do we you know do we honor the commitment for uh, of our members so what stands out was just the the fact that I had an incredibly capable um, board and senior board members and two of the guys that are right here that I conferred with and you know had daily sessions with and and you know um, took their counsel and you know had the had the capacity to listen at a very trying time uh, a very very tense time and also had the capacity to lead you know to take what they were saying and to, to put that into action and we it ended up that you know we were we actually set the message for the association we had some contingents from from Arma International here who were here for the conference and we kind of you know helped set the the message that International was putting out to their members and it was a it was a really you know uh, I think a really defining moment for who we are as a chapter and the, the kinds of the kind of character that we had um, I think that really that really showed everybody like what what we're made of and I'm very proud of it I I, I joke that I, I have nightmares and sometimes I really do <laughs> but I was uh, at the end of the day I'm, I'm very proud of the way we acted and the you know the leadership that we uh, exhibited in, in those days. Yeah, and it was obviously a time that no one really knew um, what was going on, like yeah. uh, what was the right thing to do at the time. So I think you navigated it very well. Um, we did. Yeah. I, it, the board did a, yeah. an excellent job overall. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember it's all coming back as we talk <laughs> about it. Like I remember, you know, us, you know, meeting that weekend before the conference and just talking back and forth and back and forth trying to figure out what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, coming, coming on board as president, um, I felt very fortunate in that I had a lot of um, guidance and a strong foundation from Jean and even Mary, you know, the year before. And so I felt like, um, and, and the board and working with everybody, I felt like there was a good cohesive group of people there. Um, 
to be able to, to work as a team to get us through this. And it was just really learning how to lead um, virtually and, and not in person, you know, because there's a lot of things that I'm so used to working with everybody in person, but when you're doing it virtually, um, it's just, you know, learning to use Zoom meetings all the time. And so, um, but, but just figuring out how to leverage that and, and to be yourself and may, be as personable as possible. So that comes through um, and, and to be able to connect with people, which goes back to the, the word connection. Um, I think that the biggest challenge and the biggest opportunity came in what we were going to do with Confirm that next upcoming year and deciding because every month you know, or every week you don't know what's happening is is you know the the infection rates going up or going down or you know what are we going to do and, um, and so we made a decision you know to to keep going with the virtual platform um, using new technology that we had explored that Gene brought on um, the vendor but taking that another step further um, and using their platform uh, instead of like Zoom or WebEx or whatever um, and using their video conferencing and all that um, and so that was a huge learning curve for us as a chapter to learn all that new technology but but we did it we mastered it and um, and we were able to work with our business partners to get them um, to still sponsor us and and make it free for people so you know and, and that was I think a great thing to do to give back to the community you know and give educational content and invite people and we did new things like we had a where we did a meditation, yeah. you know, one morning, which mm -hmm. was which was pretty cool, and, and we had some social activities and, and stuff. So I think that I think of my presidency, and I think of how we worked really well together to pull that off, and that's you know, a great accomplishment. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to hear you guys talk about it like this because I I assume this happened, but hearing it happen in real life is a little different. So you mentioned that Gene was introduced a new technology, and then you kind of ran with it. Um, it, it's crazy. You're literally building on each other, like building on top of each other, um, working together cohesively. It's like really, really interesting to kind of get the um, the behind the scenes of how you run a chapter. Yeah, and you so. saw that actually in the exercise that you had us do as well. Like you saw that there's a sequence into how we interpreted it, right? Like a, mine was the caterpillar, the transformation. Glenn was all about connectivity and connection and Rishi's all about you know keeping keeping that um, you know the, the wave going with membership and it's uh, it's a very interesting exercise so thank you yeah <laughs> it's interesting too because I think we have different leadership styles but Absolutely. we all complement each other yeah really well. yeah very uh, well. we learn from each other one more question Glenn so looking back now um, how do you feel about your strategy going into it um, I think it went well. I think, you know, like I said, just leveraging um, the foundation that was in place, the technology, and just being open to hearing the feedback and what other people have to offer to help. You know, that's what you do as a leader. You want to listen as much as possible and and, and use that information to help guide you and, and lead. And, and also connecting with the other chapters, I think, was really important during mm -hmm. that time, too. So. Yeah, and then Rishi took over in 2021, as I mentioned before. And at that point, we still had no idea what the path forward looked like. Um, like, like Glenn, like Glenn mentioned, uh, it was just like, what's gonna happen next week or next month? Don't like, we can't even imagine what's gonna happen in a year. So, how did you navigate those circumstances personally? Uh, well, so I've had the privilege of working under when he was the president uh, at special events. So I've experienced that and the inner workings of the board 
at that time. Um, I've had the privilege of working under um, I said I said Gina already, right? So I had mm-hmm. the privilege of working under Glenn as his EVP. So I saw how we navigated um, through those times. Um, I think for me um, and the past year and a half, it's more of trying to get us back to that pre-pandemic level uh, of where we're getting together again. We're, we're still providing the content to the members and non-members alike, but also still providing those networking opportunities. Um, I think that's important. Um, yeah, content's great, and we can go anywhere and get the content we need, but it's the connections we make at those in-person meetings that allow people to actually progress in their own profession. Um, I can't tell you the stuff I've learned from, from both of these gentlemen here um, that's gotten me to where I am today. And I count that to everyone I've met in the board, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, and that's where I think we need to go back to um, as best we can. I mean, again, who knows what's going to happen next month, right? But um, ultimately, it's the goal is to get us everybody, everybody back in. And, and that's why the big push this year is to have as much in-person events as we can um, and get us back to a confirm where we're in person. Where that's going to be is the TBD, but yes, <laughs> more to come on that. It's part of the challenge. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll yeah. Yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I want to zoom out a little bit. Um, you're all part of different sections um, of information governance. We have information architecture, risk management, records management represented here today. How has the pandemic transformed your sections, your industry, if at all? Um, Jean, why don't you start? Yeah, thank you. So, I, I mean, I think it, uh, you know, I, so the vein that I'm going to speak from is is from the the standpoint of information architecture, right? The um, the necessity to build a strong foundation. You heard in Glenn's answer just now, you heard him talking about kind of the financial, the, the foundational underpinnings that we had that allowed us to pivot, right? And anytime as any kind of association or, you know, company or enterprise if you want to have the capability, the capacity to pivot, um, you need to have some sort of, you need to have a foundational layer that's going to allow you to, to be able to do that, right? So we hear about things like privacy by design and security by design and, you know, what does all that mean? Like if you have to take, you, you have to take care in designing your information canvas with enough, you know, forethought and enough of a foundational, you know, stability that's going to allow you to, to pivot and, and to you know address these issues that may arise out of who knows what in the future. Um, because if you don't, it's kind of like, you know, it's like roller skating, trying to roller skate in the middle of an earthquake, right? Like <laughs> you, you've got to have a solid floor under you if you're going to pivot. Like that's what pivoting is all about. In order to be able to pivot, you've got to have, you know, got to have traction, you've got to have a direction. And if things are kind of shaky and you don't have a solid foundation, it's going to be really tough for you to be able to pivot. So. I think that's reflected in the way the chapter has really evolved and grown over the years and, and with, with Glenn's and Rishi's leadership is that we took the time to at least put in some of that foundational technology, uh, you know, in, in the years and months preceding the pandemic, when maybe other chapters weren't even considering it, we were kind of flirting around with it, right? We had, um, you know, we had some resistance, but we still, we had, we had an app that we had rolled out. We had, we were one of the first ones to have, uh, the, one of the first chapters to have, uh, to, to, have a named uh, IT director as opposed to just a webmaster, which was kind of, you know, the, the fashionable holdover from the 90s. So we took a lot of these progressive steps as a chapter, and I think the fact that we were able to pivot so successfully and, um, 
you know, and, and do some of the amazing things that we've done over the past couple of years is, is testament to that kind of, uh, you know, that, that kind of work. So I think that, that all resonates, in, in my mind at least, I draw a direct comparison to information architecture. Um, build, the, build that blueprint for your, mm -hmm. your information systems, right? And, and I mean the conceptual systems of information. And when it's time to, to become a mature, um, you know, governance, you know, pr process or, uh, you know, entity, you'll have the capability to do that without having to reinvent stuff. Did that translate? So we experienced it as a chapter, obviously, but have you seen it in your own professional life, kind of a transformation? Yeah, definitely. I mean, well, not so much my own because I'm a consultant, so I, I consult, you know, uh, clients and customers, but I've definitely, I've, I've seen it at, you know, at work um, in some client environments. And it's, it's transformational, you know, it's a, it's a big thing when you, this is one of those, you know, having a, having an information, a, a well thought out information architecture is a bridge building exercise. It builds those conceptual bridges from the, you know, kind of the policy and the, and the strategy side of governance to the tactical side of IT and implementation and the management side. And it's one of those bridges and it, it you know, it pays for itself. Like uh, you get people in the same room, you get them talking. You, the, the, the folks who are doing the, the nuts and bolts implementation understand the, the strategy behind it and vice versa. And it's how you ultimately grow as an enterprise. So yeah, absolutely, I've seen it. And it's, it's one of those, you know, every time I, I'm involved, I'm um, very grateful and <laughs> thankful. And, yeah, it's one of those epiphanies, you know? Yeah. What about you, Glenn? Um, Any major differences in your... Yeah, a couple things come to mind. One is, I think during the pandemic, um, obviously there was a huge shift in people working remotely. And at the time, um, I had staff who were doing traditional records management jobs, um, paper-based. And so there was a challenge, but also an opportunity to use this time to help um, develop and, and level up their skill set so that they could move over into the electronic records management um, environment. So um, I did that by helping some people learn how to do data imports and, and things that they could do remotely and still add value you know, to, to the organization. So um, I think leveraging that uh, worked really well in, in helping people grow and develop in their roles. Um, then the other thing was along the physical records again is that you know because people are working from home there's less reliance on on physical records and so um, that proved to be really well in terms of, of being able to build a case for you know digitizing records and and, and getting rid of, of physical records um, you know in, in off-site in, in warehouses and storage and stuff yeah so. are you seeing that trend continue as we're coming back absolutely. into the office absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and using those metrics to help <laughs> you know push initiatives through and and, and yeah. Have you? What about records management, Rishi? I agree. Uh, first, being in records uh, and now in IG, um, same thing. I agree with Glenn. Um, the pandemic really allowed us to start pushing to become more paperlike, and we're seeing that a lot from firms these days. Um, with the social, with Glenn and I both being in law firms, uh, we're seeing associates want to be able to work from anywhere. Uh, the way they can do that is by making sure most of those documents are digitized. Um, I've heard of other places where during the pandemic, when it first started, unfortunately, individuals just couldn't work because they were just always driven to always work on paper. So they couldn't come into the office, 
Everybody stayed home. They got paid, yes, but there was no work <laughs> being done. Um, so yeah, no, I I do agree. If anything, one thing good to come out is being able to allow us to, or the industry rather, to evolve, um, become more modernized. Mm-hmm. So. And from a risk management aspect, um, did you see like what were the risks? I, I, okay, that's a bad question. Uh, I think we're all aware of the risk, but how did you handle that? I guess. I mean, I remember some things that came up during that time was, um, you know, what do we do about shredding? Because people are printing at home now, you know, and so do we, you know, provide shredders or what kind of shredders are going to meet a certain, you know, shredding threshold? We're going to have shredding shipped to the office, like all these questions that you never thought about before. Um, And then also just people working from home. You know, being around family members, having access, looking at your screens, making sure that you shut off your computer, you work, try to have an isolated work environment. You know, all of that from a risk perspective mm-hmm. um, needed to be addressed. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, with I know of some firms where they actually had an amount to go to people's homes and pick up documents to shred yeah. when when yeah. the time was needed. Uh, in other instances, you know, as again talking about risk of having certain smart speakers away from where you're working mm-hmm. because it, it's always it's always on so to speak listening waiting for a command yeah. um so yeah i mean it's challenging but i mean it's exciting because we're all part of it right yeah so yeah and it's it's it kind of put ig or risk management and information architecture at the forefront um so yeah interesting how it, it takes a pandemic to, <laughs> for people to realize how important this is yeah. Um, yeah, and it's not unique. I mean, I think you'll find, you know, it, it, in, in times of crisis, people are compelled to be creative. And, you, you know, you have to be, right, mm-hmm. like um, to survive. And I think sometimes you see the best work coming out of the worst times. That's just how it is. I think that's just that's the, the human, you know, the, the human experiment. <laughs> the yeah, human narrative. That, that's a good point. So yeah. what do you guys think this all means for the chapter? Evolution. We evolve. So do you think, do you think we're done with the evolution aspect of it? Like, for, at least for this, like, chapter off the chapter, uh, or are we, are we still trying to like get so it to work? So I think the way the chapter operates now, it's completely different from the way it operated when Glenn was president, which is complete. And that's not to say it's bad; it's just it's evolved, mm-hmm. and the same way it's evolved from when when Gene, um, and the person that comes after it, it'll evolve. Uh, for the better. I think um, overall as chapter and as leaders we've ensured the uh, continuity of the chapter and ensuring that the pieces are in place that the chapter can only become better than the year before. Um, yeah, we just have to adapt with the industry. Yeah, as you evolve and change you figure out how to, again, I go back to connect um, and meet people where they are, not necessarily doing that in the old ways that we did but mm-hmm. let's figure out new ways to do that. Um, what that is, we don't know yet because, <laughs> you know, you have, to, you have to try things, you know, try new ways of, of um, like this year, we, you know, typically in September we have our, our biggest educational, but we decided to do something social because people have been disconnected for so long, so. Yeah, I was there and I had a lot of fun. Yeah, Food was, was really great. good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so outside of the pandemic, we've been talking about it for a long time. Um, 
can you think of other examples where the chapter evolved with the industry? Um, it, it doesn't have to be during your presidency, but I know you guys have been in the chapter for a long time, so I want to kind of get an idea of what like it used to be like before or something like that. So if I may, mm-hmm. I think the chapter overall, we've tried to expand our reach. So where we used to just be solely New York and we'd only see a few folks maybe in the surrounding areas come by to meetings, we've been able to extend our reach and we've had individuals from the UK attend some of our meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, UK, we've had people from as far as Trinidad as well um, and the islands attend the meetings. So I, I think that's where we evolve and that's where we grow by extending our reach. Gee, I was going to say, that's no. definitely a, a benefit yeah. of, of oh, yeah, going sure. virtually. Yeah, you, know, yeah, sure. you expand your reach and you impact so many more people. So it's For sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, uh, you know, when I, I drew this little caterpillar thing, I, it was it was just kind of a, a, a cute little symbol. But I, I, the more I think about it now, the more I realize how poignant it actually is. Because now this caterpillar is a butterfly. It sprouted its wings <laughs> and it's flying around this bigger world. And it's finding other caterpillars. And it's, it's a different, you know, it's a different experience than it had as a... Uh, as a caterpillar, so um, you know to answer <laughs> to answer the question uh, that you just asked, Leslie. I think the one of the pivotal moments for me, and this preceded, I think, both of you guys uh, or all three of you actually, your participation on the board um, was years ago when I was an, uh, a board member under Bryn Bowen, who was the president. Bryn had the idea to um, to take that position uh, of webmaster and convert it into something more strategic. And at, at the time, he approached me and he asked me. If I was going to be the inaugural sort of VP of uh, information technology, I think we called it a CIO position at that time. But of course, I said yes. But but the proposition was that it, it was going to be a much more strategic position that because technology info you know is infused in every aspect of chapter operations. It's not just the web anymore, right? And that's when we got into like exploring apps and and exploring you know tools that we can use as a chapter. I think that was one of those pivotal moments for us as a chapter where we were like, okay, we're taking a more mature, more progressive, more strategic role with the role of technology in this chapter, how technology can enable us and, and make us better prepared for whatever the future has in store. So to me, that was one of those moments. I think that was um, a pivotal thing to happen. I think this ties in very well to my last question. Um, so where do you see the industry going from here, where we are now? TBD. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's, it's hard to predict. Again, I just think more companies are now going to be more receptive to IG overall. Mm-hmm. Whereas before we couldn't get that foot in the door. Um, I think just with everything that's going on now, you know, people, our voices are being heard. Yeah. And just there's so much more information, more data to manage that you need to do it in a way that um, is responsible um, and, and adds value um, and reduces risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I think there's also like an external factor here. There's more policy, like government, state governments being more, getting more involved when it comes to information and how companies use that or store it, how long they're keeping it for. Uh, so I think just the industry overall is becoming more and more relevant um, as it, it kind of evolves. Yeah, I, yeah see, I, I definitely see an increase in policy. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm in a new position and and there's a need for it, but I just, you know, there's a lot of, um, you can leverage, you know, policy Mm -hmm. to get a lot of things accomplished. Yeah, Yeah. no, I think both you guys hit the nail on the head there. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, 
it's obviously the the prospect of information governance is so broad, uh, and there's so 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 much commingling of sort of subspecialties in it, right? Privacy and risk management, and and you know old school records management and everything. Um, and it's we have to be we have to be cautious that we're not you know kind of we're not to borrow an old expression boiling the ocean. So I think a lot of that is going to be driven by self determination, like how how vocal do we want to be, how 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 forceful of advocates do we want to be in this um, conversation? Because there's a lot of parties involved, right? And there's a lot of, like you said, Leslie, there's, you know, legislation and there's things happening at the government level, at the legislative level, at the, you know, on case law. How involved are we planning to be and, and how much are we going to invest uh, as being, you know, stakeholders and participants in this conversation? And a lot of that is just based on self-determination. How much do we want it and how, how, how much energy do we have? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Energy is important. Rishi, final thoughts before we close? No, I'm glad we could all get to come into a room and talk about this. I think this is great. I think this is great for the members. Um, we should do this more often. <laughs> I agree. Yep. Yeah, yep. for sure. And we look forward to seeing everybody at a future event. Definitely, and confirm 2023. Yes. Hey, hey. yes. We'll be in person. So. All right. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right, well, thank you, everyone, for your time. I know we're a little over, but I appreciate it very much. Um, let's go eat. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you, Leslie. Thanks. Appreciate it.